In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear community members and my dear brethren, we all know that um, our lives are filled with uncertainties. Our lives are filled full of challenges and trials. And it's sometimes it could be easy to become overwhelmed by fear and doubt. We all have our own ones, personal ones. But one of the common ones that we may have is to think, to experience this temptation that God is distant to our struggles, that God does not care too much about us personally, and he doesn't care too much about our petitions. So what could be the reason for that? Simply because when we live together in family, one of the aspects of family life is to exchange things, to share our feelings, to share our joys, our struggles. And whenever we speak to each other, to your wife, to your husband, to the siblings, to our friends, we open our hearts and then we are physically close to them. We see how this person reacts, we see there is this kind of interaction and there is exchange. And we then usually receive clear answers to our questions, to our struggles, and we are happy with that. So with God, it's true that things are slightly different, simply because God is not physically present as a person is, simply because we do not see God with our human, eye, with our human eyes, and nevertheless, this is why the Church reminds us that God is present. God is close to us, but in a different way. God, the Church reminds us that God is the ultimate source of our salvation, and He is the one who, even though we do not see Him with our eyes, we cannot touch Him, but He is the one who listens to, to us, all the times, with no exception, each time we call out to Him. So this is a mystery, of course, but there are many other mysteries. If you pay attention to the first words of this Mass, today on the 15th Sunday after Pentecost, the choir started to sing the verse on Psalm 86, Incline you hear, O Lord, answer me, Save your servant, O my God, who trust in you. So you see, my dear brethren, this is a verse that expresses a profound truth about our relationship with God. And we know that trust, trust in God is the key to salvation. So the first thing to remember is that God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. What does it mean? If you remember the catechism, to be, when we speak, that say that God is omnipresent, that means His presence everywhere. He exists everywhere at the same time. Only God can do that. And God is not limited by time or by space. God is again equally and fully present in every place and at every moment. And this is why there is nowhere in the universe where God is absent. 
So it seems important, it seems to be easy to understand, but that's capital for our spiritual life. Just see the difference between God himself, his omnipresence, and our physical presence. Think about me. When I was at the altar, I was not in the pulpit. Now I'm in the pulpit. I'm not in the sacristy. For those who are united to us through the live stream, they see my image, not only the image in their living room, in their kitchen, but the reality is here. I can only be here, physically present here at this very moment. So the consequence of this omnipresence of God is He is accessible. He's not, God is not constrained by physical or spiritual limitation. And then we say that he's omniscient. What does this mean? It means that God possesses infinite knowledge. God knows everything. God has this perfect and complete knowledge of all things, including not only the instant, now, the present moment, but the past and the future perfectly with no possible error. He knows perfectly also the deepest part of our heart, our even smallest feelings, our thoughts, our temptations, all our struggles. And this knowledge, being perfect, being divine, is not limited by time or circumstance again. That means it does not only include facts, or reality, or events, but really including our thoughts, our feelings, all the intentions of every being. So you see how God being omnipresent, God being omniscient, provides, this reminder provides us that he's always near, he's always close to us, close to our needs, aware of our needs and always capable of guiding and caring for us. So the consequence is that wherever we are and whatever our condition is, we can always pray with the words Inclina aurem tuam, incline your ear. And then it's much easier to understand the second part of the verse, answer me, save, save your servant, oh my God. When we tell God, answer me, actually we don't tell him that, we tell him as a petition, we say a prayer, we open our heart, we try to have this exchange, this heart to heart with God, and we ask God to answer our requests, our prayers. So it is when we tell God, answer me, it must be a prayer, it must be a request, it must be a petition and not an order. You may remember for all of you, I hope, during the Sacred Heart Novena, we recite this beautiful prayer every day, twice a day, O Sacred Heart, whatever may be your decision with regards to our request, we will never cease to adore, love, praise, and serve you. So we remember that God's timing and God's ways are not always our own, 
but our trust in him means that we can confidently wait for his response, knowing that it is always for our ultimate good. You may remember a lot of examples in Holy Scripture. One of them will be in the book of Exodus, when the Israelites were still enslaved in Egypt for centuries, and then they cried out for deliverance. It seemed that it was like a long time before their prayer were answered. However, at God's time, God's timing was perfect, and he sent Moses as the leader to lead them out of Egypt. And we know then how the outcome is always beyond their expectations. Then the third part of this verse, and the intro it, is about trust. Remember these words, this psalm. Who trusts in you? Trust, you see, he realizes the crux of our salvation. Trust in God. It is special grace that we ask every Friday during the Sacred Heart devotions. Trusting in God is important, and trusting in God does not mean the absence of challenges, but it, it means the assurance that God is with us every step of the way. That means we walk here on earth as pilgrims with our eyes towards heaven, but, and we are ready to accept, to discern all the challenges, all the adversities, all the difficulties that are inherent to the human nature, but we are ready to face them as Christians, as Roman Catholics, as um, people full of faith, of hope and perseverance. So, I like very much, you know, the, the Saint Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, not because she was French, it's not uh, the most important thing, even if she's a saint and the doctor of the church, but she's a great saint, being, in a certain sense, little, so it's very encouraging. She was known as the little flower. How beautiful this title is. She is the, the saint, the Carmelite, who lived a very short life, marked with illness and physical sufferings. But she's also a great example of trust in God, undefiled trust in the Lord. We see with her work, with her vocation in the Carmelite, being simple, being humble, being discreet, how God worked through her to bring a greater purpose. Her message of um, the little way, this uh, school of spirituality with love and simplicity, is real, uh, has become a real prog spiritual program for many souls, for thousands of souls in their pursuits of holiness. So these are fruit of trust in God. So my dear brethren, my dear friends, I ask you to keep with you throughout the week this verse. Inclina aurem tuam, the first words of the introit as a resolution. And remember every day of the week that God is your savior. God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. And we are subject to his kingdom and we can trust in him. In time of doubt, in time of fear, remember that 
we are never alone in our trials. Remember that our loving God is close to us and all we need to do is to cry out to him with these words. Incline your ear, answer me, save your servants who trust in you. God who can turn every trial for a greater good for our souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.